from the Mercy One Studio. John Leonetti in the Morning is underwritten by Golden Rule Heating and Cooling, Bell Construction, Five Sons Naturescapes, and Blessman International. John Lee Nettie in the morning here on Iowa Catholic Radio, 1150 AM, 88.5 FM, and 94.5 FM. We are streaming online at iowacatholicradio.com. I'm connected. Can you guys hear me? All right. Here You're we on go. the air, John. Sorry about that. We have some connection issues this morning, but we're going to hopefully try to get through those. Uh, Monday, February 24th, we've got a great show in store for you today. Deacon Dave O'Brien, Director of Pastoral Care at Mercy Medical Center, going to give us a little Sunday gospel chat from yesterday. It was a tough one, I'll tell you what. If you were like me reading that, it was not easy. Uh, Also coming up, Megan Selwa, Channel 13 meteorologist, going to give us her extended forecast, and it sounds like... People are really going to need it. Uh, Joe Stopulus is going to preview Man Up here at 9 o'clock. Uh, also on the show today, Dr. Jay Richards is going to be on. Dr. Jay is a research assistant professor in the Bush School of Business at the Catholic University of America. He's got a new book out called Eat, Fast, and Feast. We'll talk to him all about that, of course, coming up here on Ash Wednesday. Let's get to it. Deacon Tony Valdez, let's offer our day to Almighty God in prayer. God, our Father, we offer you our day. We offer you all our thoughts, words, joys, and sufferings in union with the heart of Jesus. Holy Spirit, be our guide and strength today so that we may witness to your love. Mary, Mother of Jesus and the Church, pray for us. Amen. Amen. Let's go to Mark Amadeo with your news and sports. News and sports with Mark Amadeo. Hello, sir. Well, good morning, John. Uh, I hope the connection's good because it's not very good on my end. But uh, how are you doing? Where are you at? I'm doing fine right now. I'm here in Michigan, Mount Pleasant, to be exact, home of Central Michigan University. Okay. Well, in, enjoy the time there. Hopefully the weather will, will, will work well for you. And uh, had a tremendous weekend at uh, the Catholic Men's Conference in Des Moines on Saturday. A tremendous turnout. I think uh, high expectations as far as crowd. It was amazing, uh, the people that showed up. Indeed it was. I enjoyed it myself, my friend. All right, well, let's get right to it this morning. Hopefully, we can get through the uh, connection problems. Right now, from the Mercy One studio in Des Moines, cloudy skies, 32 degrees, a northeast wind at 10 miles per hour. And today, it'll be mostly cloudy with a high of 43 degrees, northeast winds at 10 to 20 miles per hour. But tonight, mostly cloudy, overnight low of 29 degrees. Then we're going to see that rain and snow move in overnight into tomorrow. Tomorrow, light snow possible here in central Iowa, will be possible in central Iowa. One to three inches accumulation, a high of 36 degrees, higher amounts to the south and east of Des Moines. They're saying three to eight inches as you move down towards the Iowa-Missouri border. And then on Wednesday, windy and colder, a high of 30 degrees, wind gusts 20 to 30 miles per hour on Wednesday. Thursday and Friday not looking too bad, partly cloudy, dry highs in the lower 30s. Well, in the news on this uh, Monday morning, a, a House subcommittee has unanimously voted to jumpstart the process of, re- of restoring felon voting rights for the 2020 elections. Now, last week, the Iowa High Iowa House State Government Committee voted to add the language to an election-related bill. It's a new pathway for Iowa to stop being the only state in the country that requires released felons to get approval from the governor before they may vote. 
Now, last week an Iowa Senate committee voted to set up a system that would kick in if a constitutional amendment is approved by Iowans. It will require felons to pay the full amount of court-ordered victim restitution before they may vote. Well, today's sports report is brought to you by Big Red Q Quick Print. And on Saturday, the state wrestling tournament held in Des Moines and Dowling placing two wrestlers in the, uh, in the medal rounds at 106 pounds. Kyler Carsifan, uh, placed seventh and 285 pounds. Charlie Nank, a Dowling senior, placing seventh. Well, congratulations to the Dowling place winners at state wrestling over the weekend. On Saturday night, in a game you heard right here in Iowa Catholic Radio, high school girls 5A regional semifinal, and it was number three Dowling over Des Moines Lincoln, 104 to 10. And we have a highlight clip from Saturday night's game. Baseline, her shot up and good. Caitlin Clark with another to me and sons three pointer. And again, you can order. And uh, Caitlin finishing with 21 points on Saturday night to lead Dowling. Meg Simplot, 13 points. Dowling had five players in double figures. And Maroon's record is now 19-3. and And they play Sioux City East tomorrow night for the right to go to the girls' state tournament, uh, state basketball tournament, which is held next week. Yesterday, men's college basketball in the Missouri Valley Conference. Northern Iowa defeated Southern Illinois 64-52 in Cedar Falls. Uh, Panthers record now 23-5 and in the season. And yesterday in women's college basketball in the Big 12, Texas Tech defeated to the Iowa State Cyclones 77-74 at Hilton Coliseum in Ames. Cyclones fall to 15-10 and on the season. And yesterday in NBA G League basketball right here in Des Moines, the South Bay Lakers defeated the Iowa Wolves 152-148 to at Wells Fargo Arena. Today there's no Dowling Catholic varsity sports or activities scheduled. Our next high school basketball broadcast here on Iowa Catholic Radio is tomorrow night as the postseason regionals continue in girls' uh, action. It's a girls' 5A regional final, and it'll be Sioux City East with a record of 15-7, and taking on third-ranked Dowling with a record of 19-3. We'll be on the air tomorrow night at 6.45 with the pregame. Tip-off at 7 o'clock from the Dowling Gym, so join us for uh, the regional final between Dowling and Sioux City East. The winner advances to the Girls State Basketball Tournament, which begins uh, one week from today. Once again, from the Mercy One Studios in Des Moines, currently cloudy skies, 32 degrees, a northeast wind at 10 miles per hour. The feels like temperature is 25 degrees, and today we'll see mostly cloudy skies here in central Iowa. Today's high, 43 degrees, northeast winds at 10 to 20 miles per hour. And this has been your Iowa Catholic Radio. News, weather, and sports on your Monday morning John Leonetti show. Coming up, Jimmy Olson, and he has your morning traffic report. I'm Mark Amadeo. Iowa Catholic Radio News and Sports. Our year-round coverage of Dowling Catholic High School sports and activities is sponsored in part by Construction Professionals, Dental Associates, Kemen, and Mercy Medical Center. Thank you for supporting Iowa Catholic Radio. 1150 AM, 88.5 FM, 94.5 FM, and streaming at iowacatholicradio.com. Traffic on Iowa Catholic Radio. Not a bad start to a Monday. We're on about seven minutes. You're heading from the West Mixer to downtown 235. Seven minutes heading in from the East Mixer as well. No accidents to pass along. Thanks to Builder Kent Construction for their support of Iowa Catholic Radio. Builder Kent has a transparent team strengthened by a group of dedicated employees who will execute your project professionally and efficiently online at bdconstruct.com. That's traffic on Iowa Catholic Radio. Jimmy, hopefully we can uh, fix these connection issues this morning. Let's go to Deacon Dave O'Brien. It's all about soul. It's all about What's going on, Deacon Dave? Hi, John. Hey, it sounds like the connections are fixed. 
I can't I believe think, you would have any connection problem, my friend. I'll tell you what, man. I've, I've got some connection problems up here this morning, <laughs> but it's a Monday, so we can blame it on that. How about it? Okay. Yesterday, how about that gospel, my friend? My goodness. I know. I know. It's that checklist for Lent, isn't it? That's Woo-hoo, it. Right man. there. That's a checklist. I really think it's a great way to kind of go into Lent and probably should look at it, you know, at least once a week, maybe every day. And say, you know, am I following what God wants to be do? Be holy, be holy, right? Be perfect is really the way it ends. And uh, it's just really important for us to um, kind of understand that that's what that's all about. He says, love your enemies and pray for those who persecute you. I mean, you think about this, right? We all, we all have people in our life that we just don't like or we can't stand or that can't stand us. Um, this is right here the basis of how we're going to be judged. This is the bar Jesus sets. You know, when he says, you know, after what you did to the least, you did to me. Um, the least in our life isn't the orphan in Calcutta. The least in our life is the person at work or in our own family, uh, the person that's taken too much of mom and dad's inheritance, you know, the, the people that we can't stand. And Jesus is saying, this is how you're going to be judged, by the way you love them. If anyone thinks Christianity is easy, read this gospel. Yeah, that's, a, that's a, you know, Jesus, you got, you got to look at it, and you knew this, John, very well, <laughs> you know, the Holy Week thing, right? But Jesus is an all-or-nothing guy, right? There, there's no halfway with him, and it's kind of asking us to be the same way. Even though we will fall short, we live in an imperfect world, okay? We are fallen, and but it doesn't mean we don't, you know, give it our best every day to, to try to follow who he is. St. Paul Meeky and Companions has grown to be one of my uh, more favorite stories and saints. And uh, you hear what he's doing, imitating Christ Jesus when he was crucified there in the, in the ocean uh, with women and children and men next to him uh, being crucified. He was still preaching the gospel, but he was preaching forgiveness. And he was forgiving all of those people that were down there watching him bleed out, watching him die. And and what a what a I mean a living embodiment of this gospel right here. There are his enemies watching him die yep. crucified, and yet he is forgiving them from that tree. I mean, it's just this. this that's it. I know it, it, it. You know, it seems unfathomable. It's hard to get your mind around it. But once again, we're called to to live as Christ lived and do the best we can. At times, it's hard. You know, but we have to do the best we can to live that that example, especially in the sense of think about how much he taught others, people watching him die on that cross, see, watching him die in that water and drowning and all that, right? Just think about the people that put him to death, kind of like the Roman soldier, right? Truly, this is God. Yeah. Yeah. What a conversion. of course, you know, there, there's a little bit of almsgiving in here as well, and Lent is a great reminder uh, that we need to be giving, and, and giving a little bit more than, than normal. I, I remember a woman saying to me once, um, she said, John, I give money to my, my parish, and I give a lot. And I said, that's great. And I said, well, why? And she said, well, because it makes me feel good. And I said, well, then you're probably not giving enough. And here in the Gospel, right, this is, this is where we find it, that Jesus says, you know, if it doesn't hurt a little bit, uh, this is where we need to give, and that's what Mother Teresa would say, love until it hurts. And that's what sacrifice does. And so it's a good reminder as we go into Ash Wednesday here, friends, that this Lent, that we're called to sacrifice, sacrifice for one another, sacrifice for many different places and organizations that are doing great charitable works, and, and that's where we need to jump on board 
with as well. We just came off of that with our Iowa Catholic Carathon, uh, Iowa Catholic Radio Carathon, and I saw the generosity firsthand, my friend. Yeah, much needed thing. Sounds like you were having a good time doing it, too. <laughs> yeah, we had a great time, man. We did. Yeah. Hey, would you give us your blessing this morning? We need all the help we can get. I certainly will. Loving and gracious God, because you call us to be holy, to be you, to be you to others, we must work hard, Lord, to continue to follow you as a model. Pour the, we can't do anything without you, Lord, so pour your grace upon us that we may, we may, Lord, continue to be live your example, to love one another, love our enemies, pray for our enemies, and all those who persecute us. And we ask for this blessing in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Hey, man, uh, have you got me on your calendar for Good Friday, all show long? I'll try to get through that. I'll all right, put it, it on the calendar through. now. The Good Friday special every year with Deacon Dave O'Brien, the entire show. We blow everything up, just me and him. Uh, and Father Andrew Winchell. I hope we can make that happen. Have a great week, Deacon. Okay. All right. Uh, friends, coming up right after this, I'm going to tell you a story of a tragically murdered modern-day priest who allegedly has healed a dying man. This story is not something you're going to want to miss. Uh, second half hour, Dr. Jay Richards is going to be on. He is uh, a research assistant professor at the Bush School of Business at the Catholic University of America. He's got a new book out called Eat Fast Feast. Right on the cusp here of Lent. Perfect timing. Dr. J. Richards coming up at 745. Don't go anywhere. It is Monday. Oh, yes, and it was a starch reminder that it was Monday this morning. <laughs> Thanks for joining me today. Thanks to Dean Bell for underwriting the show. You know, Dean Bell has become a dear friend of mine now and a dear friend of Iowa Catholic Radio. He prides himself in working with his customers on a personal basis, making sure that all roofing needs are completed and completed to perfection. Thank you again for underwriting the show. Bell Construction, DSM.com, in business for 30 years, 515-963-4494. That's 963-4494. International for their support of Iowa Catholic Radio. Everyone lives their life 24 hours a day, 7 days a week, 365 days a year. How we use that time directly affects if our life will leave a significant impact or not. Each year, Blessment International leads Central Iowans on a 12-day, all-inclusive experience sharing the heart of Christ with children in South Africa. Teams are forming to do something significant in an African child's life. Learn more at blessmentinternational.org. That's blessmentinternational.org. Thank you to Tumi and Sons for your support of Dowling Catholic High School Basketball, an Italian family restaurant with old country authentic Italian food. Enjoy the local atmosphere while you may even spot a priest. Tumi and Sons is located at Southeast First Street, just south of downtown Des Moines, tumiandsons.net. Is it time for a new roof? Then it could be time for you to get to know Bell Construction. Bell Construction is a roofing company entering its 30th year of business. They specialize in residential re-roofs, like commercial jobs, and have the experience to meet all of your roofing needs with personal service. With Bell Construction, the owner will come to your home or place of business in person to inspect and ensure the quality of work that you deserve. They pride themselves in working with you on a personal basis and making sure you are satisfied. Bell Construction, 515-963-4494. 
Hi, this is Father John Ricardo, and I want to thank Caldwell Parish Funeral Home and Crematory for underwriting Christ is the Answer. Losing a loved one, as we know, is never easy, and it can leave you feeling lost and even hopeless at times. But Caldwell Parish helps ease that burden by sincerely caring both about your loss and about your faith. Caldwell Parish Funeral Home and Crematory is Des Moines' only Catholic-owned and operated funeral home. Their number is 515-276-0551 or online at caldwellparish.com. Support for programming of Catholic Women Now partially provided by Farm Bureau agent Cindy Schulte. Cindy Schulte on the web at cindyschulte.com, 515-226-2111. Cindy and her team know health insurance. Thank you for your support of Iowa Catholic Radio. Would you consider a $30 a month donation? Your support keeps Iowa Catholic Radio on the air, connecting people to Christ. Support Catholic Media. What an incredible gift Catholic Media is. Support any kind of Christian outreach that's getting the word out. Because it's a contrast to the negative message which is often being promoted, especially as regards issues of human dignity. You can give securely online at iowacatholicradio.com, the Iowa Catholic Radio app, or call 515-223-1150. I'll tell you what, friends, uh, what an incredible time that we had together uh, last week and then also on Saturday for the men's conference. It was just jam-packed week, as many of you know, jam-packed week. We had our Iowa Catholic uh, Radio Carathon, our Divine Mercy Carathon, uh, which really hit our goal. We blew our goal out of the water, as always. I mean, you, you always come in strong. I, I should never be surprised anymore at it. Uh, also, in addition to that, we had our Saturday half-day men's conference. It was just awesome. I want to thank uh, Coach Matt Campbell for that. Joe Stopulis did a great job. All the guys behind the scenes to be able to make that half-day just go so smooth. There was a big team of people that were working on it to make that happen. So thank you to everyone. I hope you enjoyed your time, men. If you were there, we had... Uh, I know at least over 650. Um, I, we still got to get the final count, but uh, it was really, really an awesome thing to see. Praise God. Well, you know, I like miraculous stories. Oh, yes, I do. And um, I, I listen to a podcast called The Catholic Talk Show once in a while. And uh, recently they just discussed the story of Father, or excuse me, of, uh, of Kevin Wells. And, and I've had him on the show before. He's the author of the book, The Priest We Need to Save the Church. Uh, his uncle uh, was uh, Monsignor Wells. He, he left quite the legacy behind him. He, he uh, Really, the story of how he led many souls to Christ during his priesthood, ignited vocations to the priesthood in his area, uh, helped clean up grave sin lying within the church. He was just kind of an all-star priest, loved his priesthood greatly. Um, and they talk about uh, a miraculous story this week that had to do with Kevin and his uncle, uh, Father Thomas Wells, uh, and Monsignor Tommy is what they called him a lot of times. I know that's what his nephew called him, and they were very close, very close friends. Um, but his uncle was uh, tragically killed, and um, uh, he, he truly believed his, his uncle was a saint. And uh, if, if you need a little more confirmation, Father, uh, uh, or excuse me, Kevin Wells' story, I think, is just that. Uh, nine years ago, Kevin had an aneurysm in the middle of the night uh, where he should have died. Uh, I, I don't know how to pronounce the name of the aneurysm here, so I'm not even going to try, but uh, most people die instantly when this happens. He was rushed to the hospital. Um, he said they jammed shunts in his head to try to immobilize the bleeding, but it did not work. They tried going up to his groin into his brain to glue the malformation. The blood was drowning his brain, he said. So finally, the surgeon 
the surgeon went in and said, uh, we've got to try to get this thing in a mobilizing gluid. When they tried to do that, that didn't work either. They all realized that this was the day that he was going to die. Uh, his wife, Krista, called Tommy's, Monsignor Thomas's best friend, Father James Stack, and said, get up here, it's time for Kevin to go, uh, going to give him his last rites. Uh, Father Stack, who was, again, Monsignor Tommy, which is uh, Kevin's uncle, his best friend who had died, um, uh, came in and to Maryland and Baltimore, uh, all the way in, and prayed the Divine Mercy Chaplet at Kevin's bedside. Uh, he said he called on the Maryland saints and other saints to be able to assist him and pray. But here's, the, here's what he said happened next. He had just started the healing ministry due to a sort of supernatural event in Guadalupe, and he came into his dark ICU room to his bedside. Uh, Kevin said he was incapacitated at the time, so he had no idea any of this was going on. But uh, Father James knelt by his bedside, and he said, Hey, Kevin, we've called on all the Baltimore saints and the Maryland saints. Is there any saint that can intercede for you now? And he said, at the moment he said that, Kevin's eyes opened up. Kevin's eyes opened up, and he said the words, Bring Tommy down. I need Tommy now. Now, Kevin, anyone there, has no recollection. Kevin has absolutely no recollection of saying those words. Father James heard him say those words right to him, and he stood up. He said it was kind of a V8 moment, and he said, of course, what an idiot I am, and I quote. He went onto the foot of his bed, and he said, hey, buddy, he's calling on his best friend now, your nephew. He just asked you to save his life. Saved his life. Father Kevin says right after that, the dark room filled with popping lights, and the whole temperature of the room changed almost as if you're sitting in front of a fireplace coming in from the cold. Father Stack said, Kevin, I felt the whole heavenly court surrounding your bed, and Tommy was standing next to me. I felt him. I knew about the failed brain surgery, but I also knew that I stood in the midst of a saint. I stood in the midst of a miracle, and I knew at that moment you would be healed. The next day, they moved Kevin into the MRI tube, and everything was gone. His brain was perfectly healed. He's gone on to write the book, The Priest We Need to Save the Church, uh, and this is one of the inspirations behind it. Of course, this miraculous story that saved his life, his uncle saving his life. And it shows us, I think, friends, the true power of God. I, I, I don't know if you need a miracle right now, but if you do, friends, I think this just shows, go to the saints, ask them for their help. Now, it doesn't mean that everything's going to happen the way that we want it. But I think it does mean in the end we're going to know a little bit better what God's will is for us and for those that are suffering, those that are going through those trying moments in our life. I love sharing stories, uh, miraculous stories especially, and, and this one is, is uh, one of those really that's, I think, recently moved to the top, at least for me. Good stuff this morning. We're going to get uh, Channel 13 meteorologist Megan Sella on board. In the meantime, friends, we're going to talk a little bit about the men's conference and, and uh, review it of what happened with Joe Stopulis coming up in the second half hour. In addition, Dr. Jay Richards is going to be on, a research assistant professor at the Bush School of Business at the Catholic University of America. You know, friends, it is Ash Wednesday coming up here uh, this Wednesday, and um, I, I hope you haven't waited until now to be able to try to figure out what it is you're going to do or what it is you're going to give up. But if you have, realize it's not too late. But I want everyone to get intentional this Lent. In fact, this morning I just signed up for Matthew Kelly's Best Lent Ever. Uh, that's one of the things that I do. I decided this year I am going to pray the Divine Mercy Chaplet every day, but I'm going to do so in the presence of our Lord, whether that's in at Eucharistic Adoration or in front of his tabernacle. 
Uh, I am going to find a church wherever I am, and I'm going to pray uh, that Divine Mercy Chapel prayer. And that's just one of the things that I'm going to do. Uh, I can hear over the air, guys, just letting you know as we uh, get to Channel 13 Meteorologist Megan Selwell coming up here soon. I think there's a little bit of a problem there. Can you guys hear me? We hear you, John. Uh, I think that was fixed there. Let's. Uh, we got I'm, I'm, Megan Sell on. Still trying to get a hold of her, John. Ooh, still trying oh, to get a hold of her this morning. Oh, oh she's, she's there. Here. She's there. All right, yeah. let's do it. It's a Monday morning. Channel 13 meteorologist Megan Sell. Well, let's save the music. We'll save the music. We'll go to her right now. Hello, Megan. Hey, how are you? We I'm doing have just fine. <laughs> We have some crazy weather on the way. I know, I've heard. I want to hear all about it because I'm here in Michigan and I'm supposed to be flying back on Wednesday. Is that going to happen? Okay. You know, John I think you'll be okay. How much of a- oh, Deacon With- Tony, your, uh, your, your microphone's on, my friend. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> That's okay. I think you'll be fine, John, because I think the timing for you would be perfect. You'll be coming in after the weather has moved through. And we've also seen a little bit of an easterly swi- uh, shift in the storm that takes the snow more into eastern Iowa than here in central Iowa. So what we're looking at is we are going to have mainly cloudy skies today. Temperatures will be chillier today. Yesterday we made it up to 64 degrees, nearly a record high yesterday. The record was 65. So we became came very close to that, but it was a beautiful day. Today will definitely be cooler with a high around 42 degrees, mainly cloudy skies. Or excuse me, southeast Iowa could see a little bit of a light rain developing in the afternoon and then transitioning to a mix tonight that will become all snow, and then it will continue to snow in southeast Iowa through early on Tuesday morning. Temperatures overnight are going to drop down into the 20s in the overnight hours. Tuesday, we will have a chance of seeing some light snow here in central Iowa. It will be on and off during the course of the day, and it is going to be um, about one maybe two inches by the end of the day on Tuesday. So not a huge event for us here in the Des Moines metro area. The higher totals will be closer to four to six inches out in eastern Iowa by Tuesday night. Wednesday, we will be back to partly sunny skies. Weather will be quieter with a high of 30 degrees. And Thursday, it will be mostly sunny and, again, 30 for the high. We will have mostly sunny skies on Friday, temperatures staying in the low 30s. And over the weekend, it warms up just a touch. We'll have sunny skies on Saturday, a high near 40 degrees. And on Sunday, it will be mostly with a high of 48 degrees. So it does get quite nice again over the weekend. So overall, just be aware on Tuesday. may have a slow travel day just because of the fact we'll have some light snow falling in the area on and off through the day. Now, did you say we're going to get up only to about two inches? In Des Moines, yes. But the further okay. east you travel, the totals will get higher. Okay, I'm hoping that I can make it through Chicago. We'll see about that. Uh, yeah, now Channel Chicago 13. Will slow you down. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's what I'm thinking. Channel 13 meteorologist Megan Selwa. Thanks for coming on this morning. Have a great week. All right, you as well. All right, coming up, Joe Stopulus in the second half hour here, as well as Dr. Jay Richards, uh, research assistant professor at the Bush School of Business at Catholic University of America. He's got a new book out called Eat Fast Feast, right here on the cusp of Ash Wednesday. Don't go anywhere, friends. John Lee and Eddie in the morning right here on Iowa Catholic Radio. It's February 24th. And a big thank you to all of our sponsors here that make this 
show and, and Iowa Catholic Radio proud, but also our newest ones. And I want to thank Five Sons Naturescapes Landscape and Design for coming on board here as my newest sponsor of the show. They're passionate about making the home, the outside of a home, beautiful and manageable for many years to come. Uh, of course, friends, you know, they, they've been at this for quite a while now, but more than anything, they've been at Iowa Catholic Radio for a while. They are big listeners to this show and also big listeners to Iowa Catholic Radio, have stories to prove it as well. 493-1060-5sonsnaturescapes.com. That's 5sonsnaturescapes.com. Father Andrew now with today's Gospel and Reflection. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Mark. As Jesus came down from the mountain with Peter, James, John, and approached the other disciples, they saw a large crowd around them and scribes arguing with them. Immediately on seeing him, the whole crowd was utterly amazed. They ran up to him and greeted him. He asked them, What are you arguing about with them? Someone from the crowd answered him, Teacher, I have brought to you my son possessed by a mute spirit. Wherever it seizes him, it throws him down. He foams at the mouth, grinds his teeth, and becomes rigid. I asked your disciples to drive it out, but they were unable to do so. He said to them in reply, O faithless generation, how long will I be with you? How long will I endure you? Bring him to me. They brought the boy to him, and when he saw him, the spirit immediately threw the boy into convulsions. As he fell to the ground, he began to roll around and foam at the mouth. Then he questioned his father, How long has this been happening to him? He replied, Since childhood, it has often thrown him into fire and into water to kill him. But if you can do anything, have compassion on us and help us. Jesus said to him, If you can, everything is possible to one who has faith. Then the boy's father cried out, I do believe, help my unbelief. Jesus, on seeing a crowd rapidly gathering, rebuked the unclean spirit and said to it, Mute and deaf spirit, I command you, come out of him and never enter him again. Shouting and throwing the boy into convulsions, it came out. He became like a corpse, which caused many to say he is dead. But Jesus took him by the hand, raised him, and he stood up. When he entered the house, his disciples asked him in private, Why could we not drive the spirit out? He said to them, This kind can only come out through prayer. The Gospel of the Lord Despite being so close to Jesus, even his disciples couldn't drive out the spirit from the boy. Perhaps they were so focused on the mechanics of the exorcism that they forgot what underlies the action. There's no kind nor amount of prayer in which we should engage ourselves if it isn't grounded in faith. Support for Iowa Catholic Radio is provided by Golden Rule Plumbing, Heating, and Cooling. When it comes to your home, Golden Rule puts your mind at ease with the Gold Club. Two high-performance system checks, a plumbing inspection, no trip charges, and you get to jump ahead in line. Don't get stuck freezing this winter when your furnace won't work. Golden Rule will make it to every Gold Club member's home. Home is where your heart is. Protect it with Golden Rule's Gold Club membership. I'm Bobby from Golden Rule, where we deliver respect, understanding, loyalty, expertise, and service every time you call. We have a standard and we prove it. Online at GoldenRulePHC.com. Thank you to Bozen the Florist for their support of Iowa Catholic Radio, Dallin Catholic Football, and Catholic Connection with Teresa Tamio.
What better way to send a message to a friend or a loved one than a beautiful bouquet of fresh-cut flowers? Hey, this is Tom Bozen from Bozen the Florist. Our family business has been helping Central Iowans send messages locally and around the world for almost 100 years. Whatever the occasion, whatever the message, we can help you say more with Bozen. That's 244-ROSE, 244-7673, or visit us at bozen.com. St. Quote of the Day comes to you from St. Therese of Lisieux. She says, you cannot be a half-saint. You must be a whole saint or no saint at all. You cannot be a half-saint. You must be a whole saint or no saint at all. St. Therese of Lisieux. Uh, coming up, we're going to be talking about a brand new book that's out, and uh, I'm looking forward to talking about this. It's called Eat, Fast, Feast. We're going to talk about uh, Catholic fasts and, and really what's required of us, What why we fast in general, uh, if it just should only be a Lenten thing, or what? So we'll have uh, we'll have uh, Dr. Jay Richards on coming up, a research assistant professor in the Bush School of Business at the Catholic University of America here at 745. Joe Stopulus can preview his 9 o'clock show as well. Let's get to it. Deacon Tony Valdez, let's offer our day to Almighty God. God, our Father, we offer you our day. We offer you all our thoughts, words, joys, and sufferings in union with the heart of Jesus. Holy Spirit, be our guide and strength today so that we may witness to your love. Mary, Mother of Jesus in the Church, pray for us. Amen. Amen. Let's go to Mark Amadeo with your news and sports. News and sports with Mark Amadeo. Hello, sir. Well, good morning, John. How you doing on this Monday morning? As, uh, you're uh, out in Michigan, huh? Out in Michigan here, yes. Mount Pleasant, to be exact. Home of Central Michigan University. But had a great night last night. That's great. And uh, well, you have a few more days left before uh, you're done. And I hear from Megan that the snow will be moving in tomorrow and uh, continue through uh, Wednesday morning. So you're in the path of it. So congratulations going through Chicago. That's not the place you want to go through, but you'll that be fine. That is not the place. I'm going to see if they can reroute me, but we'll see what happens here. <laughs> go to St. Louis and then come in. <laughs> or or even Minneapolis and fly down. They- they might actually fly me to Denver, which makes a whole lot of sense, as you can imagine, but we'll see what happens. Yeah. Yeah, with the storm moving in, uh, one of the, the few storms I hope we have left. But, uh, hey, great job on Saturday, John. I know it was a big week with the uh, Iowa Catholic Radio Carathon, and then uh, Saturday, the um, Catholic Men's Conference downtown at the Embassy Suites. Uh, I think we're, we were pushing 700 uh, men that showed up. We were only planning on 600, and uh, what a turnout. But, uh, saw a lot of great people and uh, heard some pretty good speakers. And uh, yes, your guy from Iowa State held his own. Matt Campbell did a phenomenal job. Now, you know, I told him while everyone was applauding and we were up there, I leaned over to him and I said, beat the Hawks. And he looked at me and he said how sweet it would be doing it in Kinnick Stadium. And I said, you darn right. So we'll, that's our private conversation I wanted to share with the world here. Beat those Hawks. Well, I just want you to know when Mr. Cam- or Coach Campbell had that question and answer going on at the end, uh, Joe from Sioux City was shunned once again. He didn't get called on, so I just wanted he tried. to try. He had a few questions for him. He, he tried. tried. He did. He tried. Listen, he spent a lot of time with us and was very generous with his time. I said at the conference, he didn't ask for anything either. He didn't ask for a dime, no, no preparation, no special treatment. I mean, he was very humble. I, I was very impressed by this guy. 
that is the kind of person that he is. I can I can attest to that with my son being up there for his first two and a half years as a head coach. Yep. Uh, what you see is what you get. Very genuine coach and a, t- a person rather, and a very uh, genuine and a very uh, thoughtful person. And that's how he treats all uh, all his uh, players, his coaches. You and the, the testimony that he gave to the seven hundred men that were there was phenomenal. Yeah, his mantra, he said, faith, family, football. He was a convert to the Catholic faith 10 years ago and proposed mm-hmm. to his wife on the cathedral footsteps and really shared about his deep love for his faith and, and how he tries to bring that into everything that he does. And so I, I don't know about you, but I was impressed by the guy. It was fun. Uh, I certainly was. I, I, he just added on more to what I already knew, but I still want the Hawks to win. So I'll, I'll I know give you, you that. But, I know uh, you do. We'll see. Uh, just, we got to get our first but, win here. <laughs> keep working on it keep working on it all right well let's get right to it this morning we've got uh, well decent weather today here in central iowa the sun won't be out so you won't need your sunglasses but right now from the mercy one studios in des moines currently we have cloudy skies 32 degrees a northeast wind at 10 miles per hour that feels like temperatures 25 degrees here and today it'll be mostly cloudy here in central iowa today's high 43 degrees northeast winds at 10 to 20 miles per hour tonight Mostly cloudy, overnight low of 29 degrees, and then tomorrow, light snow throughout the day, 1 to 3 inches possible here in central Iowa, as you heard Megan Selwell from TV 13 mention. Higher amounts to the south and east of Des Moines, they're talking 3 to 8 inches of snow in that, those areas. Northeast winds uh, tomorrow. Uh, 10 to 20 miles per hour. Uh, tomorrow's high 36 degrees with the snow. And on Wednesday, the snow will end in the morning. It'll be windy and colder. Highs drop into the 30s, and the winds will really pick up, uh, gusting 20 to 30 miles per hour throughout the day on Wednesday. Thursday and Friday looking dry, partly cloudy, and high in the low 30s. Well, in the news, on this Monday morning, the House committee has unanimously voted to jumpstart the process of restoring felon voting rights here in the state of Iowa before the 2020 elections. Now, last week, the Iowa House State Government committee voted to add the language to to an election-related bill. Uh, It's a new pathway for Iowa to stop being the only state in the country that requires released felons to get approval from the governor before they may vote. Now, last year, Iowa Governor Kim Reynolds called on the Iowa legislature to permanently resolve the matter and draft a constitutional amendment that would automatically restore felon voting rights. Now, last week in the Iowa Senate committee, uh, they voted to set up a system that would kick in if a constitutional amendment is approved by Iowans. It would require felons to pay the full amount of court-ordered victim restitution before they may vote. Well, today's sports report is brought to you by Big Red Q Quick Print. And Saturday, state wrestling tournament held in Des Moines. And congratulations to a couple of Dowling Place winners. Uh, Kyler Karstofen uh, placed seventh at 106 pounds. And at 285 pounds, senior Charlie Nank of Dowling placed seventh. So congratulations to both Dowling Place winners at state wrestling. On Saturday night, high school girls regional semifinal battle. Basketball. And Dowling girls in their first round game as third ranked Dowling defeated Des Moines Lincoln 104 to 10. The Maroons improved their record to 19 and 3. And we have a highlight clip from Saturday night's girls regional game. Rodriguez, she'll launch the three left wing and it's good. Brianna Rodriguez with her first three of the night and her sixth of the year. That's Brianna Rodriguez, a Dowling senior, off the bench with six points. Maroons were paced by Caitlin Clark's 21 points. Makes a with 13 points and five as Dowling defeated Lincoln 104 to 10. The Maroons will meet Sioux City East tomorrow night for a berth in the state tournament. Yesterday in men's college basketball in the Missouri Valley Conference, Northern Iowa defeated Southern Illinois 64 of 52 to, uh, to retain first place in the Missouri Valley Conference. Uh, the uh, Panthers now 20 
on the season. Yesterday in women's college basketball, in the Big 12, Texas Tech defeated the Iowa State Cyclones 77-74 up in Ames. Cyclone women fall to 15-10 and on the season. And yesterday in NBA G League basketball right here in Des Moines, the South Bay Lakers defeated the Iowa Wolves 152-148 to at Wells Fargo Arena. And uh, today there's no Dowling Catholic that are scheduled. Our next high school basketball broadcast here on Iowa Catholic Radio is tomorrow night, weather permitting, as the girls' 5A regional final will be held at the Dowling Gym. Sioux City East with a record of 15-7, and taking on Dowling Catholic with a record of 19-3. and Tip-off at 7 o'clock. We'll go on the air at 645 from the Dowling Gym, Dowling and Sioux City East. The winner advances to which begins one week from today. Once again, from the Mercy One Studios in Des Moines, currently we have cloudy skies, 32 degrees, and northeast wind at 10 miles per hour. That feels like temperature down to 25 degrees. And today we'll have mostly cloudy skies throughout the state, a high of 43 degrees with northeast winds at 10 to 20 miles per hour. And this has been your Iowa Catholic Radio News, Weather, and Sports on your Monday morning. Coming up, Jimmy Olson. He has your morning traffic report. I'm Mark Amadeo. Iowa Catholic Radio News and Sports, our year-round coverage of Dowling Catholic High School sports and activities, is sponsored in part by Ashworth Vision Clinic and the Catholic Tuition Organization. Thank you for supporting Iowa Catholic Radio, 1150 AM, 88.5 FM, 94.5 FM, and streaming at iowacatholicradio.com. Traffic on Iowa Catholic Radio. Still accident-free as we continue that drive this morning. Uh, seeing that slowdown on 235, heading in from the West Mixer to downtown, 14 minutes, 8 minutes as you make your way in from the East Mixer to downtown on 235. Thanks to Builder Kent Construction for their support of Iowa Catholic Radio. Builder Kent has a transparent team, stringed by a group of dedicated employees who will execute your project professionally and efficiently online at bdconstruct.com. That's traffic on Iowa Catholic Radio. Thank you, Jimmy. Let's go to your Saint of the Day. This is your Saint of the Day on Iowa Catholic Radio. Well, the acts of this saint's martyrdom are the earliest preserved, fully reliable account of a Christian martyr's death. Today we celebrate Saint Polycarp. He was a bishop in Smyrna, a city in modern-day Turkey. He was a fierce defender of the faith and a friend of some other rather well-known saints, including John the Apostle and Saint Ignatius of Antioch. He was a respected religious authority all throughout Asia Minor. In fact, during a major disagreement with the church in Rome over the date of Easter, the churches of Asia Minor selected Polycarp to travel to Rome to discuss the issue with the Pope. Only one of the many letters written by Polycarp has been preserved, the one he wrote to the Church of Philippi in Macedonia. At the age of 86, a crowd in Smyrna carried Polycarp into an arena and tried to burn him at the stake. The flames, however, did not touch him. Eventually, they did kill him, stabbing him with a knife in the heart. And Polycarp died. The year was 156 A.D. We ask today, St. Polycarp, disciple of the Apostle John, who was a disciple of the Lord Jesus, to pray for us. Amen. And a big thank you to Stephen C. Reed, attorney at law, for underwriting our saint of the day, a family man that knows how important estate and real estate planning really is. 224-1776. That's 515-224-1776. Coming up right after this, Dr. Jay Richards. He is a research assistant professor at the Bush School of Business at the Catholic University of America. He's got a new book out called Eat, 
fast feast. We're going to talk about the science behind fasting, but also the Christian rich history that we have behind fasting as well. Don't go anywhere. John Lee and in the morning here on this February 24th. Thank you to Golden Rule Plumbing, Heating, and Cooling for underwriting the show. Quality, no, not just the customer service, the commitment to quality of workmanship and the materials used is next to none. Originally founded in 1999, nearly 20 years in business, goldenrulephc.com. That is goldenrulephc.com. Your diocesan minute is right now. This is your news for the Diocese of Des Moines for Monday, February 24th. I'm Kelly Mesher-Collins. If you and your spouse have ever thought about becoming a sponsor couple, now is your opportunity to get involved. The next Des Moines Area Sponsor Couple Training is scheduled for Saturday, March 14th from 3 to 6 p.m. at the Catholic Pastoral Center in downtown Des Moines. This training is for any couple that would like to assist engaged couples preparing for the sacrament of marriage. Register by calling Adam at the Diocese at 237-5056. If you know of a young man who may be interested in seminary, tell them about the next trip the Vocations Department has planned. Father Ross Parker will take men between the ages of 16 to 24 to Conception Seminary in Missouri, March 28th through the 30th, to learn more about what the real world of seminary is all about. To learn more, call Father Ross at 237-5050. If you or someone you know is struggling in the wake of a divorce, tell them about the next session of the Catholic's Divorce Survival Guide. This 12-week group begins March 23rd at Christ the King Parish on Des Moines' South Side. Cost is $30 per person and includes a personal survival guide and all materials for 12 weeks. To learn more, email Tony Valdez at t.valdez at me.com or visit catholicsdivorce.com. That's your news for the Diocese of Des Moines. I'm Kelly Mesher-Collins. Thank you, Farm Bureau agent Cindy Schulte, for underwriting Catholic Women Now. As an authorized independent agent, Cindy's team can provide health insurance options from Wellmark Blue Cross Blue Shield of Iowa. Cindy Schulte at 1315 50th Street in West Des Moines or on the web at cindyschulte.com. 515-226-2111. Cindy and her team know health insurance. Wellmark Blue Cross Blue Shield of Iowa is an independent licensee of the Blue Cross Blue Shield Association. Products available at Farm Bureau Financial Services. The Catholic Tuition Organization provides tuition assistance for families to send their kids to our Catholic schools. And 65% Iowa tax credits for you. Give to ctoiowa.org. Need an experienced attorney for legal matters? I know a guy. Stephen C. Reed, attorney at law, is a proud supporter of Iowa Catholic Radio. Steve is a longtime resident of Iowa and is licensed to practice in all Iowa state and federal courts. He has years of experience in real estate law, wills, conservatorships, trusts, and estate planning. Steve's law office phone number is 515-224-1776. That's 515-224-1776. Whoa! Thank you to Blessman International for underwriting the show. Blessman International operates vegetable farming, chicken farming, fish farming initiatives for children in Limpopo, South Africa. Their families and their children have been fed because of Blessman International, 12,000 meals per week, helping to spread the gospel and the message to 3,000 students each week as well. Thank you for coming aboard here we love your teamwork at Iowa Catholic Radio. That's blessmaninternational.org. That's blessmaninternational.org. Let's go to my last guest of the day. He is a research assistant professor at the Bush School of Business at the Catholic University of America, author of the book Eat, Fast, Feast. Dr. Jay Richards joins me. Hi, doctor. 
Hi, how are you? Boy, your title, man, that, uh, that's a mouthful. And I should say, I believe you're a New York Times bestselling author. Is that correct? Yes, that's right, actually. And um, I, I write, mainly write on for economics and faith, and so the book on fasting is, is new for me. This is a little bit new, yeah. You know, we tend to think about fasting as a spiritual practice, but lots of people are now fasting for its health benefits. We're going to get into that in a little bit, but I first want to to talk a little bit about fasting and what it means to us as Christians. Paint the picture of what the church looked like, the fasting church looked like in the first thousand years. It basically looked like this, as they fasted what we would think of every day. So they didn't eat all day every day. They didn't graze. They had complete fasts every Wednesday and Friday, so the day Christ was betrayed and the day he was crucified. And then they had a little mini-feast on Sunday, and then they had these big seasonal fasts, the so-called Ember Days fast at the joints of the seasons, and then those long 40-day fasts prior to Easter and Christmas. We still give up something during Lent, but the reality is that most Christians, including most Catholics, don't really fast anything like the early Church did. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I see that. Um... I am really terrible at fasting, uh, Doctor. I, I've just always said that. It's like the hardest thing for me to do. Uh, but the early church, as you said, I mean, they really had a grasp on this, and not just because, uh, if, not just the physical benefits, most importantly, the spiritual benefits. What are some of the spiritual benefits you see to fasting? Well, the Church Fathers all talk about this, the strength that it gives you in prayer. Jesus tells the apostles at one point when they're trying to exercise demons, that kind only comes out by fasting and prayer. It's really important for spiritual warfare. In fact, priests, when they do exorcisms, have to be in a fasted state. Um, it brings people together, just like feasting does. When we fast together, we're, we're suffering together alongside our fellow Christians, uh, you know, in, uh, participating in the suffering of Christ, essentially. Um, and then it, it has all these things that you might think of. You don't know, is this a spiritual or a physical effect? But it actually gives you a kind of clarity of mind, which is why how I initially discovered it. After you fasted for a while, not if you're not used to it, but after you've done it a while, you get this kind of peace and clarity of mind that makes all your spiritual practices, including especially prayer, much more beneficial. Is this something you think we should be doing every day? It is. So, of course, we do it differently, and every person is different. I really think that uh, what you could sort of think of as the grazing lifestyle that we all have now, in which we eat five or six or seven times a day, a lot of us are actually taught that's good for you. It keeps your body from going into starvation mode. It helps you hold on to lean muscle mass. It's not actually true. And in fact, I'm convinced now that God designed us so that we would eat part of the time and not eat part of the time. And so this eating out a 16-hour day, basically all of our waking hours, I think it's not good for us physically. And that's part of what makes it so hard for us to fast. You talk about, um, now let's get into the, the physical benefits of this, because you, you talk about uh, the fasting lifestyle making fasting a permanent part of our, our spiritual practice, but also the health benefits behind this. What have you found are the health benefits behind fasting? Well, the first thing, we know that uh, people with type 2 diabetes and obesity are having those conditions reversed, which is sort of common sense. You'd expect, okay, maybe you can use this to treat things like obesity. Uh, but we're even discovering that there are benefits to fasting uh, for certain neuro neurological diseases like epilepsy and certain types of de dementia. And there are even doctors actually treating alongside other traditional cancer treatments, cancer, certain epithelial cancer treatments. We also, there's a lot of good evidence, it's still out there, but there's a lot of good evidence that it actually increases our longevity. There's a scientist at University of Southern California that's done a lot of important research on this. We know that it increases longevity in mammals like mice and chimpanzees, and the same physical mechanisms are involved. And so I'm convinced that 
A lot of the things we think of as Western degenerative diseases that we just take for granted are partially a result of our blessed abundance in which we're eating all the time. That's, that's a blessing. I don't want to deny that it's a blessing, but I think it comes at a cost. Now, it seems like you're kind of a fan of intermittent fasting. Is that correct? Yeah, intermittent fasting is just a kind of term of art, which basically means that you, during the day, you have a window of time when you eat and a window of time when you don't eat. And so actually in the book, I have a kind of transition plan in which you get used to doing that. So rather, you know, rather than jumping headfirst into fasting and trying to go three days on a water-only fast, I just say, look, start by narrowing the window in which you eat. Narrow it to an eight-hour period during the day. So in other words, eight hours you eat, and then 16 hours, including the time you sleep, you don't eat, so you're in a fasted state. And then the next week, you narrow that to a four-hour window, and then narrow it the next week to a one-hour window, at least for a few of the days. And then you're really on your way to being able to fast for 36 hours and longer. Because the big hump is, is getting over that second night when you're hungry, going to sleep. But once you do that, actually, the sky's the limit. So, so build me a plan here. I, let, let's get into that because I'm really interested in yeah. what you said. So uh, the plan, if we're going to do this for Lent, uh, we're going to go into mm-hmm. this kind of intermittent phase. We, we eat for eight hours. I mean, do we eat anything or, or specifically are there, are there foods that you recommend? Well, I recommend for the transition plan that you actually do something to get the, the fat burning part of your metabolism up and running because we have these two metabolic pathways. One is the sugar burning one and that's the one we use all the time and so the fat burning one that turns your body turns the fat into these things called ketones it's a type of fuel we don't tend to use that and so i actually recommend it recommend eating what's called a ketogenic diet during this transition phase which is really a high natural fat very very low carbohydrate diet uh, moderate protein primarily to get that fat burning uh, capacity up and running because you really need that to have the steadiness that allows you to do these long fasts. So I say, look, the first week, if you're in Lent, just just start eating ketogenically, and I describe how to do that in the book. And then the second week, you start narrowing. So you narrow it to an eight-hour window of eating, then a four-hour, then a one-hour. Then three days on the fifth week, you actually just eat a tiny meal, maybe two avocados. And then during Holy Week, you ramp up, and then maybe on Thursday after dinner on Holy Thursday, Try to go 36 to 72 hours. If you go 72 hours, you're going all the way to Easter Sunday. And you'll experience that as a real triduum fast. And you'll experience the Feast of Easter unlike you've ever experienced it before. So what what can I do on Easter? If I'm doing this 72 hours or or even 36 hours uh, fast, what, what can I eat? Anything I want? Yeah, I mean, that's the feast. And so that's, I mean, the book, you know, it's called Eat Fast Feast. I don't talk as much about feasting because we know how to do that. But I'm convinced that the feaster is much a part of the fasting lifestyle as the fasts are, because that's always the pattern in Scripture and in the early church. Even if you look at other religions, there's always, uh, if they're feast, which is when you celebrate what God has done for us and you celebrate it together with other believers, there's always a fasting that precedes it. And when you get that contrast between a real fast and a feast, it transforms the feast into, it's more than just sort of eating a lot. You actually enjoy it physically and you enjoy it spiritually in a new way. What you're getting at here, Doctor, is that we, especially Americans, eat way too much and way too often. Yeah, that's basically it. We eat way too much, way too often. We also eat way too much sugar and highly refined carbohydrates, which causes us not to be metabolically flexible. So we need to get our bodies so that they can burn both fat and sugar for fuel. And once you do that, I mean, it's, it maybe takes weeks to make a transition. Then you can do it permanently. And you don't experience the torture whenever you try to fast as you've described. Now, where are you at right now in this? Are you eating uh, maybe one hour a day or every 36 hours? How's that work for you? 
Yeah, so I so mine's maybe a little more intense. So on Monday, Wednesdays, and Fridays, I basically will eat one meal a day during Lent. I'm gonna I'm gonna do the 36 hour fast on Wednesdays and Fridays, so I won't eat at all on those days. Um, and then during Holy Week, I'll probably do the 72 hour fast from Holy Thursday to Easter Sunday. You're intense, man. That's just intense. It seems intense, but you know, honestly, um, I, I worked up to this. Fasting is a skill, just like praying or running or lifting weights or whatever. It's something that you can actually develop, and I wanted to find a way to make it easy for Christians to be able to sort of join the fasting lifestyle rather than trying it once, failing, hating it, never trying it again. You say your body feels good, your mind seems a lot more clear, your spiritual life is a little bit more connected, man. I, I don't know. I mean, I, I like it. Eat, fast, feast, kill your body while feeding your soul. Christian Guide to Fasting, Dr. J. Richards. Friends, get this book. Uh, you can go to harpercollins.com to get it. Otherwise, I'm sure they have it on Amazon. You can go to Divine Treasures. If they don't have it there, they will order it for you. Uh, Dr. Richards, thanks for coming on, man. Very interesting stuff. My pleasure. Thank you. All right. That puts this show in the books, friends, here on this Monday, February 24th. We'll be back on tomorrow morning. In the meantime, Deacon Tony, would you give us your blessing? May the blessing of God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit come down upon all of us to protect us and to bring us all to his everlasting life. Amen. Amen. I am John Lee Nettie, friends. Be confident in Christ's mercy and his love today. Here in this worn and weary land where many a dream has died Like a tree planted by the water we never will run dry Living water flowing through God, we thirst for more of you Fill our hearts and flood our souls With one desire Just to know you and to make you known Construction, Five Sons Nature Scapes, and Blessman International.